0: Teased? I'll explain why in just a little bit. I was all excited about it, but I had to change my mind. Oh, really? That was the explosive book coming out about the Clintons. Oh, yeah? Stay tuned. Okay.
1: All right. Stories we probably won't get to today. Uruguay attempting to mark the anniversary of the 1972 Andes air disaster. One of the participating planes crashed.
0: No
2: way.
1: And also, Canada erects a... Holocaust Memorial, and forgets to mention Jews. So, anyway, silly foreigners. Oversight. With their efforts and commemorations. So, uh, Harvey Weinstein, the scandal continues to echo throughout Hollywood, where everybody covered for him for a very long time, because he was powerful, even as they were pretending to be super into women's rights. Now... The green light is, has been lit for women to come out and, and, and mention, yeah, he's a pig and a perv, and he, he perved on me, too, and I hated it. Um, although, the anger is not just at Weinstein. It would seem that, and Jack broke this story yesterday by finding it in the New York Times, I think, um, that or, or uh, who broke the story about the New York Times story? What story are we talking about? How they spiked the story about Harvey Weinstein back in 2004.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't remember where that came from. I'll I'll figure that out.
1: Anyway, so... Sharon Waxman worked for the New York Times, I believe, at the time, and she revealed in a post on The Wrap that she had been working about an expose for the New York Times, had been working on it for a long time, had all her ducks in a row and a quacking when none other than Matt Damon and Russell Crowe called her to try to force her to bury the piece. And then, as I understand it, they went to the management of the New York Times, and all of a sudden the story was cut, and nobody would explain to her why.
0: Well, the story that I was reporting yesterday was that Weinstein showed up to the offices of the New York Times. She had Matt Damon and Russell Crowe weighing in, and Harvey Weinstein himself showed up to the New York Times saying, all that advertising money I spend on your newspaper is going away if you run this false story about me. And for whatever reason, they backed
1: down. Uh, so, anyway, uh, this Sharon would, Waxman
0: woman. What would Matt Damon and Russell Crowe have to say? What, did they come in and say, look, I've known this guy forever and he's great guy? Did they do that routine? Maybe I, they
1: believed it? I honestly don't know. Uh, maybe they both had big movies coming out, and, and they just, you know, they're both fairly bright guys, and they found something to say, some
2: threat, some promise, some... If this story uh, lands right when your movie's premiering, it but could that, be... That's, that's uh, interesting.
0: We could have the greatest break of our career... I wouldn't cover up for a, a guy who's doing that sort of thing. I just wouldn't.
1: I can't. Well, I sure wouldn't go to the New York Times and demand they spike it. I, mean, I might not one, go, they'd say, who are you?
0: <laughs> I might not go out of my way to, uh, to, to ruin his life if I was just hearing the rumors
1: and everything like that. Well, right, but I'm yeah. not
0: going to call up the organization and say, hey, don't do it.
1: Rush Limbaugh has a fatal heart attack and, 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 and various company heavyweights step up and say, A.G., hey, you, you've been the next big thing now for 15 years. <laughs> it's time for you to be the next big thing. We're hiring you. And then we get word that that very radio executive is a huge perv. What does Jack Armstrong do? He talks big. What does he do? Tell us, Jack.
0: Well, I probably don't do anything.
1: There I've you go. And does nothing. No, allows it to I've, continue. I've heard some, heard, some friend of womankind, you are, you coward.
0: I've heard rumors that he's a perv. That's all I've got. But maybe you witnessed his very perving. But if the New York Times is about to do a story on him, I don't call them up and say, Don't, don't do the story. He's a great guy, I've met him.
1: I that's crazy. But again, I have no idea. Well, I don't know. Maybe uh, Sharon Waxman says, but uh, or will at some point. But so she was tweeting this morning. Hey, at Matt Damon, what's it like to be a spineless profiteer who stays silent hours after calling on the entire board to step down for being complicit? McGowan also acknowledged a few of Damon's similarly tongue-tied pals, tweeting, Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck, how's your morning, boys? Wow. Wow. Waxman said in her piece that Damon and Crow called her after she managed to get multiple sources stating on the record that an Italian man being paid $400,000 by the company knew little about film and was better known for the, quote, evenings he organized with Russian escorts.
2: Yeah, so th- this is a story that the the head of the Italian branch of the Weinstein Company was essentially just a party planner. So you had so he was a pimp. Yeah,
0: but when you're super rich and powerful, you have to pay somebody four hundred thousand dollars to arrange uh, parties with hotties
1: to show you're up to busy.
2: It. Well, yeah, I would. And degrees would. Of, <laughs> degrees of separation. You can't be oh. the guy going to buy the drugs. You get right. somebody to do gotcha. that and bring them to. And you. And when was
1: the last time you pr- planned a party? It's a pain. I I don't plan right. parties. You you say to, to uh, you say to Luigi. Luigi, listen. <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> I'm I'm partying. You say that's a spicy meatball. Oh, oh, oh boss. That's that uh, sounds like a great party. <laughs> So you get Luigi, you tell him, you tell him, look, Bill Clinton's coming over, that Jeffrey Epstein perv's coming over, we got uh, Trump, who knows, is coming over. Right, we need uh, We need uh, some heavy hors d'oeuvres, we need some liquor, we need some Russian girls, you know, the whole thing. We need heavy hors d'oeuvres and light women. I'm on at the boss. I get that done for you, you see.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm only like 40% to be a character witness for my best of friends. Zero chance I do it for any sort of business associate.
0: Oh, well, and you just, I mean, unless you've like been in the room when he's doing it, you hear rumors about lots of people, but you don't know. It's, I mean, you don't have enough details to like get active
1: with it. So, like call the cops or anything. Right, right, right. Listen, you could warm the gals and tell them, hey, yeah. look, careful.
0: Or you could not do business with the person or that sort of thing right. if you believe it, but you wouldn't have enough. But I don't, I can't imagine getting involved in trying
1: to stop their downfall. Multiple sources told Ms. Waxman that Fabrizio Lombardo—that's the right boss—who headed up Miramax Italy was actually put on the payroll to get whores for Weinstein. He made four hundred grand lining up uh, Russian gals. Well, if he's getting that's wh- good pay.
0: Whores, why is he coming on to legit actresses and and let, making them watch him shower?
1: Uh, it's probably well, according to you know some authorities, it's a power thing.
0: It's uh, like you're you know, rape you're right. is not sexual
1: right. satisfaction; it's it's power. I don't, you know, it's funny. I've just, it's hard for me to relate to. I've never had that. uh, I've never had that urge. You want the power? I can have the power. We can give the power to somebody else as long as we have sex. I'm good.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's right. The whole, the whole shower thing, the demean thing. That's a I can do it because I'm a powerful person thing, which I don't get.
1: Yeah, I guess clearly exists. Uh, Waxman also tracked down a woman in London who said she'd been paid off after an unwanted sexual encounter with Weinstein. She revealed that while the reporting was going well, she began to hit a different roadblock once Weinstein learned that the, the Times was working on a negative story. This is when the executive got to work trying to kill it, using Damon and Crow to help him by vouching for Lombardo. I think if you're a man- Oh, so those guys came in and said, uh, 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 yeah, old uh, Chica Marks over there there. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, hes he knows, oh my God, he's a great movie. He knows everything about movies. The scenery, the, the whole script thing, he's up on all of it. The score, he loves the score. Oh, the score, that's the music. He knows that.
0: I think if you're Matt Damon, you got to come out and say something today. About this, don't you?
1: The two men both appeared in Miramax films pr- produced by Weinstein around that time. Damon in The Brothers Grimm, who could forget that one, and Crow in Master and Commander, Master Bader and Commander, more like. Hey, oh, yeah, that that is weird. The kind of
0: guy who would uh, brag to his friends or or just feel satisfied himself that yeah, that twenty two year old act- actress, I got to watch me take a shower. That to me is more twisted and sick than. Would you have sex with me if I put you in a movie? I get the logic of that, even sure. though it's not cool. But the whole, yeah, I got her to watch me take a shower. You're so twisted right. in your needs of manipulating people and power and stuff like that, that is just
1: that's creepy. Damon and the Aflac boys all owe their careers to Weinstein. He got behind Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I'm back a, in a day. Yep.
0: But I just yeah. Well, so that, they that got is, him. Matt Damon's got to come out and say something about that.
1: All right, here's here's a little case study for you. This is this is simply uh, you know a little uh, ethics training course. I'm Harvey, Harvey Weinstein in this uh, scenario. I say to a young actress, number one, let's have a meeting. Then it turns out to be in my hotel suite, you're, which you're in your robe already is super icky. No, I'm wearing clothes, right? You're not clothes. good at tying the knot in the robe. You know what? It falls <laughs> open all the time. I've never been good at knots. I wasn't a boy scout. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about my penis. Take another look. <laughs> Brought himself out. That's right. No, okay. So we have a meeting somewhere normal. In a meeting room, for instance. And I say to her, "Look. There are a lot of young actresses like you. You're very pretty. You're very talented, but there are a lot of women like you. And uh, and 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 we're going to have a bunch of people audition." If you have sex with me, I will get you a part in the movie. If you do not want to have sex, that is completely fine. No hard feelings whatsoever. Here's the casting director. We're doing auditions at 2 o'clock Friday. So go on down, and I wish you nothing but the best. Now, how pervy is that? Or is that just because, you know, a woman's moral code gets to have a hearing, too. I mean if a woman comes into my office and says, you know, well see that's that's a, just legalizing wait,
0: wait, prostitution, isn't it?
1: <laughs> if please. you have sex with me, I'll what, give am you my child over here. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people who have a lot of sex for a lot of different reasons. And you know, it's none of my business. Well, yeah, I was And gonna... I'm not advocating anything. I'm just I'm the college teacher here. I'm 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 asking you the students.
0: Well, the weird thing, and it gets back to the whole power trip part of it, is if you're Harvey Weinstein like the most powerful person in Hollywood you could legitimately date and have sex with as many hot young women as you wanted to and change them once a week without having to do anything like really creepy or uncool, like and watch me shower or come up to my room and my robes open. They right. just they would they would that, approach you. I'm sure they approach
1: you at the restaurant. And while that is morally certainly questionable and something I wouldn't engage in that's different from going full-on perv yeah. and just showing them your schvants.
0: Well, it just shows you that he's got a different kink, though. He needs the right. power. He needs something else, because he could just show up to the fancy hotel bars, and women would come on to him all the time, and he could choose which one he wants. So
1: the, the extra mile of, I want you to watch me take a shower, is just you're a sick, twisted bastard. Well, yeah, he's a perv. He's a perv. And not just a horn dog. A horn dog is different than a perv. He's a horn dog and a perv. Now, it's funny, because I was spelling out my... Uh, my moral dilemma there my
0: which my, which i i was trying, I was trying to dig, I was trying to dig you out of
1: no, there's no digging needed. Oh, okay. It's a fascinating question. Okay, I was going to show up to the meeting to defend you today, but I, <laughs> I guess I won't. And I will look forward to uh, seeing everyone's email response, tweeted response, and uh, the, certainly... Well, you
0: can just read them on the signs outside the studio when <laughs> I start marching.
1: <laughs> the text line, 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC, or email us, com. It is so difficult to engage in an intellectual discussion these days days but so <laughs> anyway so i laid out my scenario and then i was about to flip the coin which would be a woman comes to me movie executive and says hey i'll have sex with you if you'll give me a part in the movie you and don't even in- have to give me the part in the movie my <laughs> my immediate reaction was get away from me but you know that's because I just I know danger danger danger. Oh yeah,
0: I would I would be afraid something strange is going to happen out of
1: it. Yeah yeah, and and I know there are a lot of guys out there howling at the radios. What's the matter with you? Are you gay? <laughs> 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 I mean, it just seems I don't know. There's, yeah, I would yeah. think something strange is going on. Right right. You know, and it often my, is. In in my experience, and Jack, you you too have lived a life of various experiences. How innocuous was that? I tried to make it very innocuous. If something crazy happens to start a relationship, or there's crazy there, how often does crazy end? Oh, never. Right. It stays crazy. I don't need crazy. Let's go sell crazy
2: somewhere else. We're full up here. Does Matt Damon come out and say something today about this? He's got to, doesn't he? I think he ought to. Does he say something on behalf of Joe for his meeting later? (laughs) (laughs) Is he going to call into the managements? I'm not going to share the latest uh, Clinton rumor.
0: I'll explain why. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Hey, you guys! Today is Columbus Day. And I
1: read. I read that some cities are observing Indigenous Peoples Day instead. While most people said, "Call it whatever you want," as long as we get a mattress for thirty percent off, that's all we really. It's an Italian American pride thing, Jack. You got to remember that. Is Columbus it, Day. It is. Is it? Is
0: it? Um, it is. I, it is. Uh, it's, it's a huge s- thing. It's a dumb holiday. Well, well it's then, then have as much pride as you want, but it doesn't need to be a national holiday. Um, Why don't
1: you find a saint like Saint Patrick, who's against that? No one is, boyo.
0: That's a Irish. Pride Day or whatever, and we don't banks don't close or nobody takes a day off or anything like that for Saint you Patrick's Day. Take the day, day off and get drunk. Um, um, I forgot to ask my kids about Columbus Day, and but they didn't bring it up. I mean, they didn't come home with uh, you know arrows in their head. I was an Indian today or any of that stuff like we did when we were kids. So um, arrows I'm, in their head. I mean, uh, a feather in the head ah, in, in the hat. I see. Um, <laughs> I I don't uh, I don't think they probably I don't think it probably even got mentioned at school Columbus Day. And it was huge when I was a kid. Huge deal.
1: You'd read all about it, and sure, the <laughs> act explorers, out of play. right, settling the vast, uncivilized, war-torn continent, the uh, the savages in the uh, the phraseology of the time.
0: So here's what I did wrong, just to pay this off. If you were waiting around for it, um, I teased that there's a new book out about the Clintons, and Bill is really mad at Hillary, and they aren't speaking over her new book. Blah blah blah. By this guy. Ed Klein, who's a respected journalist. I was getting mixed up in my mind with Joe Klein, who ah. is a respected journalist and writes about the Clintons a lot. Yes. Ed Klein is not a respected journalist and has written about the Clines a lot. And about a, the Clintons. A, a conservative in the National Review once wrote, folks, there are plenty of arguments against Hillary Clinton, her policies, her views, her proposals, and her philosophies. This stuff ain't it. Nobody on the right, left, or center ought to stoop to this level. So yeah, I am mm-hmm. not going to I won't pass along that stupid book. Because a lot of people make money off of writing that crap, and it just doesn't do anybody any good. Uh, Stooping uh, helps your flexibility sometimes. Well, if you just want stuff that's made up, I can make up something right now.
1: Oh, go ahead. (laughs) This sounds awesome.
0: (laughs) What's the point of that? I'm not sure we'll get anything out of it. Um, Is it against the law to use the wrong gender pronoun in California now? It is. It certainly seems that way. now. Um, the headline is, and this is the headline from Fox, which plays into this. New California law allows jail time for using wrong gender pronouns. Sponsor denies that would happen. And the sponsor is, I believe we were talking about him
1: yesterday.
0: Uh, Mr. Weiner. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. To the left of Trotsky. He's a communist.
0: Um, who is behind the bill. The, the sponsor, Democratic State Senator Scott Weiner, has argued... Social
1: Justice Weiner.
0: He's argued that nobody's going to be criminally prosecuted, and this is just scare tactics by people who oppose LGBT civil rights. But if you read the bill, it sure sounds like this could happen. The bill itself, itself is aimed at protecting transgender and other LGBT individuals in hospitals, retirement homes, and assisted living facilities. The bill would ensure that those facilities accommodate transgender people and their needs, including letting them decide which gender-specific bathroom they prefer to use. It, the quote is, it shall be unlawful for a long-term care facility or facility staff to take any of the following actions, wholly or partially, on the basis of a person's actual or perceived sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, or human uh, or, or HIV status, the bill reads. Uh, among the unlawful actions are willfully and repeatedly failing to use a transgender person's preferred name or pronouns after he or she is clearly informed of her preferred name or pronouns. Certainly sounds like it's against the law to me. Well,
1: oh, Yeah if you violate the law you'll pay a penalty.
0: Yeah, the law states that if provisions are violated, the viol- the violator could be punished by a fine not to exceed $1000 or by imprisonment in the county jail period not to exceed 1 year. Never happened, but,
1: you know. So, if I declare I'm a woman and you repeatedly refer to me as Joe and not uh, my new uh, my new moniker which will be uh, I think I should be a Tiffany. Um if you keep referring to me as Joe or not, how about Mercedes? I want to oh, be Mercedes. Yeah. Well, well, it would, uh, and and you keep calling me Joe and he and and he and Joe? I'm I'm angry and I am going to have you prosecuted.
0: Well, them. yeah, but if you if you if you work in there and you help somebody can I help you, sir? It's ma'am. I'm a woman. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I mean, if you you're a real jerk if you just keep going with
1: And now jerk is uh is illegal in California. Well, I, I If don't know. it's somebody uh, who's got the, the gender bending thing I don't know
4: on. what,
0: sh- how, do you, how would you get that solved? I what don't if know somebody's
1: to- especially tall and you keep calling them stretch or ask them if they played <laughs> basketball? That's being an idiot too. It's, it's
4: stupid.
1: <laughs> it's annoying. I don't know. I just, uh, <laughs> you people trying to build a utopia by, by having a law for absolutely everything. Well, and I am absolutely against that sort of rudeness. Because that's rude, and it's, it's unkind, and it's stupid. But that doesn't mean there needs to be a state law. But what if the,
0: uh, if, since it's perceived gender identity, and I'm told that that can change, right, on a day-by-day basis?
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, there was a scientist who just did a big published study on uh, gender reassignment regret. And how that's skyrocketing, and he's been d- drummed out of academia. Nobody will talk to him. They want him to be fired or whatever because he dared to go against the grain of political correctness on this stuff. So yeah, it's become more and more acceptable to say, you know what? I think I'm oh, I, I'm uh, I'm actually a guy as a gal, or vice versa, because you have emotional problems, and you're thinking, wow, maybe that's it, because it's everywhere. And then people realize, oh, wait a minute, that. Wasn't it, I have other issues, and so, whoops, never mind. Um, and that sort of thing's on the rise, too, but nobody you know, on that side of the issue wants to talk about it.
0: My, my only concern, I think as adults we can all, we'll we all work through this and everything like that, I, it does bother me when it gets into the, into the schools because if my kids at the very young age, it's put into their head, you might feel like a boy some days and might feel like a girl some days. That's kinda, I can't even imagine what I would have done with that information as a five-year-old
1: or a seven-year-old. I'm telling you, I was talking to Judy about this yesterday as we were uh, discussing various issues that affect various people who we know. Um, Was everybody in the closet back in the day, you know, not too many years ago, 20, 25 years ago? I mean, because I know there are a handful of people I went to high school with who've come out. You know, that's no shock. Um, But nobody knew at the time. But... Was all the like transgender stuff and all was that all just in the closet, or did and it, everybody was passing, or has something changed? Well,
0: well right there, there the, the did autism always exist at the level it did, and they just started recognizing it's there, or did something change? Well, I think most people believe something changed, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So why couldn't have something changed around this issue also? Right. Do we have any uh, learned commentators who who has a theory on what's a gay bomb? Uh, anybody? Anybody paying attention to the show? Apparently not. Uh, in our well, biology or whatever. I just I think you know there there are tremendous numbers of hormones in food, and it's been documented estrogen drinking water from all the mm-hmm. birth control pills yeah. being flushed down the toilet yeah. and everything like that. I just I think we're altering uh, humanity in, in some ways, but I don't you know I don't I don't have definitive proof. And and for the record, is you know, for new listeners, we don't hate anybody around here. We love everybody. I don't care who you are or who you love or whatever. It doesn't matter to us.
0: Was this just virtue signaling or is this a problem where uh, people will refer to someone as a he even though they request she? Does that happen very often? uh,
1: Virtue signaling.
2: What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. That's what I'm saying. Timing. It's key to comment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: sorry. I'm a Christian man. I shouldn't have said
0: that. I
2: I lost my temper there.
4: Uh, Two-thirds of the frogs down in Houston are bisexual. That's right. Uh, what's coming up your news, Marshall Phillips? Wildfires still burning fast and furious in California. Up to 120,000 acres burned so far. We've got Trump ramping up his feud with a top GOP senator, Little Bob Corker. And big news in the world of alt-sport about the 2017 wife-carrying championship. Coming Uh-oh. up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. He didn't la-
0: uh, launch a, a little on Bob Corker, Oh, didn't. yes.
4: Oh, boy. I just noticed last night in a
0: shot where they were together that he is a very short man, Bob Corker. All right. Stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. We're going to talk to our old pal Tim Carney Uh, coming up here in a little bit. Tim Carney's a good dude. We like talking politics with him, just kind
4: of the state of where things are. For instance, what Marshall Phillips has. Marshall? President Trump escalating his feud with a key Senate Republican today. In addition to calling the White House an adult daycare center, Bob Corker unloaded on the president during an interview with the New York Times. We could be heading towards World War III. The president tweeting the failing New York Times set little Bob Corker up by recording his conversation was made to sound a fool, and that's what I'm dealing with. And when he said little, it's L-I-D-D-L-E, little. Wow. Bob Corker.
1: An extra demeaning spelling. Yes. But, so
0: he's going with the he's short, so I'm right,
4: and he's yep. wrong. Yes. <laughs> which, yes. Which, Time-honored.
0: Which worked when he was running for president.
4: Well, the paper insists both Corker and his staff knew the senator was being recorded. Former White House aide Steve Bannon weighing in, saying if Corker is any honor, he'll resign now. <laughs> you know, a lot
0: of people are pointing this out. Yeah. Uh so Corker goes out and says this and says, you know, everybody in our conference are the, the Republican side, we all know what we're dealing with here. And nobody's come out in the last 48 hours and said, "I don't agree with Bob Corker and what he said." Nobody has said that.
1: <laughs> They're busy. <laughs> it's, it's it's a tough work being a senator.
0: Nobody. They just they just let it hang out there for a couple of days.
1: Jay Carney of the Washington Examiner to discuss this and other matters in a moment or two, and maybe Tim Carney will come on with him. Absolutely. I hope so. I'm just I'm giving up. I'm just gonna call him <laughs> Mr. Carney here on out.
4: California Carner. California on fire. We got twenty wildfires burning right now, at least eleven people killed, more than a hundred missing in Sonoma County alone, fifteen hundred homes and businesses destroyed. This uh, man tried to save his parents' house, only to see it get burned to the ground. I pretended to go, and then I turned around and came back. Why?
3: Why? Would because you do that?
4: it's my folks' home, and I'm not going to sit here and watch it burn without somebody trying. And in Southern California, got more than 5,000 homes evacuated in Orange County. The Canyon Fire, too, grown to 7,500 acres. Santa Ana winds died down a little overnight. But they're expected to pick back up today. I, I see this a lot. I think you get a lot
0: of 20-something journalists who've never owned a home and never had a family they raised in a home who don't understand why anybody would would care that their home burned up. Sure. Well, you've never sure. had a bunch of stuff and kids and kids' rooms and their stuff and all that sort of thing. You've never had that, so you don't quite understand Well, you might not be so willing to just say, ah, what do I care? Like you would with your apartment, for instance. You don't give a crap about
4: it. And in the world of alt-sport, congratulations to Jake and Kirsten Barney. The Virginia couple were winners of the North American Wife-Carrying Championship in Maine. The annual contest requires husbands to carry their wives on their backs or shoulders through an obstacle course that includes log hurdles and a mud pit.
1: Oh boy! This the, still happens, sorry, in, honey. This
4: still <laughs> happens in the United States. The winner take it home five times the weight of his wife in money. Wow! No, I like that. So wow. if you can,
1: you know, pilot a hefty <laughs> wife through there, you really do well. The when Bar- you show up with some little pixie, <laughs> right? You got an advantage, right. but
4: yeah, yeah. The Barneys can now compete in the World Wife Carrying oh, Championship boy. in Finland in July of next year. Yeah, so there's there's no incentive
0: to have, you know, just find yourself some 75-pound woman to marry. And-
2: well, it's still a timed obstacle course. You're increasing your, your chance right, of winning the right. heavier. But the amount of gold you get or whatever it
1: is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, on the other hand, the you know, if, if
2: if you pass out halfway through the course,
1: you get nothing. <laughs> right, right. If, you know, your wife's a bit of a a, a big gal, um, you're never going to win, so you're never going to win anything. So it's, it's tough calculation. Yeah. There you go. Are there guys who are like, they got a 75 pound woman, they got a 100, 110 pound, 130 pound woman, and yep. they're thinking, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? And choosing their lives like
4: that? I wonder. That's your news. <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I'm sorry,
2: I can't marry you. You're just too big. I'm 111 pounds. I'm looking to make a run at competitive wife carry.
0: (laughs) We're not going to discuss this with Art Carney when we talk to him coming up in just a few minutes. I'm sorry, that's Tim Carney. Um, County Fair Carney. We probably will discuss little
1: Bob Corker and that whole thing. It's little with an apostrophe, which is just made up.
0: Wow, 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 wow. And they were they were friends. Yeah. Corker went on, on a limb yeah. to support him. He was the first serious senator to support Trump. Right. They gave him the you know, some heft. So we'll talk to Mr. Carney coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Senator Bob Corker is continuing to escalate his feud with President Trump, telling the New York Times that Trump is on the path to World War III. Said Trump, I have bone spurs. I can't go to World War Three. I have bone spurs in my foot. Oh, you've got to get me out of this. It's my right foot. No, my left. It doesn't matter. Oh, my. I can't go. on My feet. It's my feet. They're You're all wrong. wrong.
1: That's an interesting angle I'm for Joe. That was a uh, Vietnam deferment uh, wisecrack.
0: Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. And the Corker-Trump battle has escalated this morning with Trump blasting him with a little Bob Corker tweet.
1: Little i l i d d l e apostrophe. Hmm. Tim Carney joins us. Tim's the commentary editor at the Washington Examiner and a visiting fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. Tim, welcome. How are you? Good
3: morning. How are you? Uh,
1: excellent. Normally, the apostrophe indicates either possession or a contraction. L i d d l e apostrophe. Do you have any idea what that is contracted?
3: Um considering this man's superior IQ, I'm not going to second guess his
1: True. Better than Tillerson's better than yours, I'm guessing. Hey, so we're just yeah. just kinda of
0: wondering where we are now. Is is Trump uh is Trump had, you know, and this is worth remembering, we are nine months into a four year oh! term. So so this is gonna go somewhere, right? Are we going toward a president that is just not even connected really at all to the Republican Party, to the extent that he ever was? And it's just running independently and then trying to craft legislation with a little of this and a little of that. Is that where we're headed?
3: I think it's it ebbs and flows, as you uh, as you pointed out correctly. He is not in any essential way connected to the Republican Party. He made it very clear during the primary he was he would run as an independent if he had to. Sure, he became a Republican in recent years. Um, you know, like a, a handful. You know, Mike Bloomberg, a handful of other politicians have done, and that his attachment to it was an attachment of convenience, much like his marriages. At least his first two, and so what we've got going on here is not a any permanent break from the party, but a repeated establishment of independence, an assertion that he doesn't need Bob corker, he doesn't need Mitch McConnell, and he certainly doesn't need Paul Ryan. That's what I think is going on, so you will see them working him working together with Republicans again in the future. This is not some you know burning bridges behind him thing, but it's clearly him showing. He doesn 't feel any essential attachment to the g o p
0: worth pointing out when you, since you mentioned burning bridges. he played golf with Lindsey Graham yesterday. Lindsey Graham tweets out, "Great day with Donald Trump he shot a seventy three I mean, he has said some awful things about Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham said some awful things about him. So there you go. I mean, things get healed very quickly in the world of politics if you got something to receive from it. So I just thought I'd point that out. That yeah, this Bob Corker thing seems crazy now. They might be playing golf saying nice things about each other a month from now. Who knows?
3: That, I think that's exactly right. So the to see it as a permanent break would be an error. To see it as Trump knows he has the power and knows that he can get away with abusing other people, I think that's the way to read it.
1: Hey, Tim, what do you think of the state of the Trump movement at this point with Bannon gone and Gorka gone and and there was another uh, high-level uh, uh, departure? Uh, are, are the people still out there in large numbers? What do the polls say? What do you think?
3: So it was never a movement. That's too sort of cohesive of an idea. The It was this sort of broad, populist, almost. Fervor, a uh, sentiment, and uh, when we look at the policy issues, he hasn't accomplished much on immigration, which was obviously the top, uh, the top issue. Uh, he certainly hasn't brought the factory jobs back, but to some extent, has he been doing the the stuff that a lot of his voters wanted him to do, which is to pick a fight with the other guys to wage his sort of low culture culture war? Yes, he has. He just was tweeting today at some ESPN. Uh, hostess and picking those fights and Pence walking out. So for a lot of it, he's doing what he wants to do. The problem is this. The Trump electoral coalition doesn't just consist of Trump's core supporters, it consists of trump's core supporters who want the culture war some immigration voters some people who will vote for any republican some people who just couldn't tolerate hillary being the president and that uh he's not delivering much for those other groups well, i think we're nine months in still there. yeah yeah we're yeah nine months there yeah and he gave gorsuch and that that might be enough for some people but when you lost the popular vote, when you barely won Pennsylvania uh, and Ohio and Michigan and Wisconsin, you don't have – you can't afford to lose a significant portion of one-third of your coalition.
1: Yeah, I'll absolutely grant you that. Tim Carney online, commentary editor to Washington Examiner.
0: I don't understand the calculation. I keep hearing this like uh, – seems to be common theory among people who follow politics – Trump wants to get tax reform through. He's got a narrow uh, margin in the Senate, and now he's going to lose Bob Corker by angering him. Would that happen? Would Bob Corker not vote for tax reform that he likes just to stick it to Trump? That doesn't seem that likely to me.
3: No, and if it does, then we have to recalibrate yeah. whom we're calling a baby here. Yeah, exactly. Think, exactly. And, and the mainstream McCain... media has been
0: acting like that's obvious that Bob Corker yeah. won't support his tax legislation over this. Well, that would make him the petulant one. They're bad at their that's jobs. Right.
3: I think John McCain is likely to behave that way. I don't think uh Bob Corker would be. I think again Corker if he thinks tax reform is good will uh will think that that's more important than what names uh what names Donald Trump called him. And if he doesn't then again I hope that <laughs> that it's not just Trump who's being called petulant here. I hope that that the uh, that the attention turns on anybody who's going to cast their vote based on who said something mean about them.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I can't get past <clears throat> the fact that we're nine months in and, and it's already exhausting. But, you know, assuming that <laughs> uh, the gentleman serves out the rest of his term, I mean, there's there's a hell of a lot of time for a lot of things to happen. Sure. I mean, from the perspective of his core, and as you point out, he's got to have more than his core, but from the perspective of his, of his core to announce, listen, Doc is ending unless you give me a serious deal on border security. Your move. I mean, that is accomplishing something. That's calling D.C. on its uh, do-nothing, uh, you know, the, uh, highfalutin rhetoric but no-action crap. So they're happy about that.
3: No, and I think that's good. I think uh, there's a handful of places where, you know, on on some of the foreign policy stuff, I think he's he's off the he's, – he's too – um cavalier with his tweets about north korea but on a lot of the stuff he's been both sensible and strong on foreign policy on the immigration stuff to say we gotta get real border security preferably a wall in exchange for you guys getting what you want on the daca if he pulls that off that'll be a real accomplishment but i think the author of the art of the deal hasn't learned how to deal with people who aren't just trying to make money who actually have political careers and maybe even policy preferences.
1: Tim Carney, commentary editor at the Washington Examiner and visiting fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but fortunately we have three years and three months at least. (laughs) Tim, it's always great to talk to you, man. Thanks for taking a couple minutes. Thank you. Yeah, good stuff.
0: Hey, there's a major change in the timeline of the Vegas shooting that came out yesterday. What does it mean? Uh, If you haven't heard that, It's coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.